Welcome back to Pop Culture Failure, where we watch a thing from our youth and see how it stands up. I'm Sky. I'm Jake. And we are watching Animorph still. We are. Episode 4, On the Run. I don't know. Did anything of consequence happen? More than the last time, I think. This one was better than the last episode. Well, like the last one they went to the to the Yerk pool, this one they just kind of dicked around the whole time. Yeah, but they didn't, they dicked around in the Yerk pool, they didn't do anything. Yeah, but we, like, it moved the plot forward. Did it? It, it, it established that the Yerks needed the Yerk pool and that it exists. Yeah, that's about it. This one doesn't move the plot forward, but it doesn't move the plot backwards. It's, they just have a little romp. We learn a little bit about the sharing. Yeah, and we learn what fun it is at the mall. <laughs> and yet again, Cassie doesn't morph anything. Have we, we have seen her morph. Yeah, she was once. a horse. Okay. Well, we don't see anybody any morphing in this either. We get cutaways, and then they're just an animal. Yeah, it's cheaper. It's apparently much cheaper. I suppose we just start this. The the episode yeah. of Animorphs on the run. So we open up, and Marco's typing on a computer, and they're in the cyber cafe arcade. Marco's not thing. just tapping on a computer; he is looking up new wheels for his rollerblades. <laughs> what a very 1990s sentence to say. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Jake joins him, and Jake has the dog again. Dog making a fourth appearance. At the mall. Maybe things were different back then. You could just have dogs. You could have malls. <laughs> yeah, but Marco, he's trying to have a yerk-free day. This is apparently the, the day after the yerk pool. Yeah. F- fiasco. And Jake and Marco have an argument about wheels. About one being made of nylon and or fiberglass. About rollerblade wheels. In the in the con- or in the comic book. In the regular book, the children's book, they argued about Spider-Man versus Batman. Uh, I'm betting they weren't legally allowed to use those words, so they had to argue about wheels. Because no one owns the rights to wheels. And they just had to make this extreme and cool. <laughs> it was 1990. It's, it's the World Wide Web and rollerblades. <laughs> nylon. They did. Degrade less? Question mark. I don't there's, know. There's a lot of people at this uh, at this thing. I whatever guess, it is. I guess this was a time when not everyone just had a computer. Yeah. I guess. Well, yeah. I suppose everybody had a gateway with a cow on it. Yeah. Uh, and then all of the computers stop working, and then like they get an email, like an, a broadcast email type situation. Yeah. I don't know. It, it says that we we have it. It's got the word andalite. In, uh, like spinning word, like, uh, word art. What was that called? Uh, it looks like word art, but it's a 3D, like, I want to say clip version. art, but that ain't it. Uh, it not when only you learned the PowerPoint, it was one of those banner things, and you got to, it's just spelling out the word Andalite, and then there are little It's word art, CG. it's what you're thinking Is of, Sky. Yes. Okay. I thought that was. That's why I kept saying word art. Okay. And there's a lot of CG rendered yerks. Uh, yeah. Scrolling up. They took their time to create little yerks to be in their email that they sent out. Are, are, it's impossible. To, is Marco and Jake the only ones seeing this? Because nobody else is reacting at all. They all. I think everyone looks at it like stunned. I don't know if they anyone well, else opens the email because that's clearly some sort of scam. You don't open a random email. Yeah. They, they didn't. Did you know don't open a random attachment? You probably didn't. But it, at that point. Like, you barely had to try to crash a whole computer. <laughs> just have to put an alien disc in it. Yeah. yeah. Um, you should probably say the content of the uh, email, not just the design. 
But it states that we have the disc. We'll trade you one Andalite for one disc. Uh, and then Jake feels his pocket, and he lost the Elfin Gore's disc. This is the second time in four episodes where they've lost <laughs> that damn disc. Uh, you're right. The design of the email was more interesting than the actual <laughs> contents. Yeah. They also they have the picture of the disc in the email. Like and someone went into a crude Photoshop and like photoshopped it into there. <laughs> it was MS Paint. Um, and like. <laughs> Yeah, they put in the whole thing. It's still in its weird pizza cutter thing. Yeah, it's base that it spins in constantly, I guess. The Animorphs know that they need this disc. They just don't know what it's for still. Oh, I'm going to be so mad when we find out what it is. <laughs> I genuinely don't know. Uh, I know one of the effects that it has. I don't remember what they use it for, though. Don't ruin it, because I'm excited. Oh, yeah, you will be. Uh, and then we cut to credits. Like, how did Jake not notice that this giant-ass thing was not in his pocket anymore? Yeah, that's a good question. Dummy, you're not leader anymore. <laughs> you're out of here. And I know you're carrying it from place to place so so Tom doesn't find it. But maybe don't. Maybe don't bring it into the yerk pool. <laughs> like, you knew Tom was going down there, so there was no chance of him, like, looking under your mattress. You're or dumb. maybe just... Keep it at Cassie's house because her her brother isn't a controller. Because she doesn't have one. Exactly. We get back from credits and Marco and uh, Jake are discussing this email while Homer watches and does nothing. He's the best dog. He doesn't move. It's true. He's just happy to be there. Like a good dog. And then Jake wants to send an email back. Marco says that's dumb. It is. Because <laughs> surely they could track directly where that email came from. One would assume. I mean, they sh- they have advanced technologies, right? I mean, they haven't demonstrated that really, but one can safely assume it. Yeah. Because they're aliens and they came from space. But also, gotta get, to, gotta get here somehow. They had the tech to send this broadcast email out, so someone on their crew understands computers enough. <laughs> yes, that is true. Um, But, I don't know, Jake... They're undecided. And then we cut over to the school where Cassie and Rachel are. At the same time? Question mark? We don't, yeah. It's impossible to tell if this is concurrent or not because shouldn't Jake and Marco be at school? Yeah. Also, the poster behind Rachel says Friday is hot dog day. (laughs) (laughs) You mean the best day of the week? Yeah. (laughs) Melissa Chapman pops out of a room and starts talking to Rachel on the stairwell must be a very inconvenient place to have a conversation. Absolutely. Because they're just in everyone's fucking way while they're trying to get to class. Yep. Uh, and she, Melissa, that is, uh, invites them both to a, me- a meeting at the sharing. That's the bad guy club. Yeah. Cassie says no, but Rachel says yes. And Rachel's the boss of Cassie, so they end up going. <laughs> well, Rachel's the popular one. Yeah, also she's the bossy one. It's Rachel's the one who doesn't smell like cow poop, so she gets to call the <laughs> shot. And they mentioned that they haven't seen Tobias. Yeah. He's definitely a hawk now. Or dead. So th- we cut back over to the arcade. Where where the guys are still loudly saying Andalite repeatedly. And Tom walks up. He's like, what are you dudes doing? And then he's like, oh, I better minimize this window real quick like your mom did back in 95 when you're trying to have a private uh, uh, AOL instant message chat. You know, a lot of private instant message chats, Kai? Yeah. Um, a lot of secrets. And he, or Tom... Uh, says what we've been saying all along, and he's like, why did you bring the damn dog to the arcade? Yeah, he <laughs> takes the dog away. Which is nice. But Tom also was skipping school, question I, mark? 
guess is he's he looks too old to be in high school. Uh, so does Marco. Marco's arms are so muscly. <laughs> he's got very handsome arms. Uh, and Jake sends an email reply that says, meet me in the mall in an hour. And Marco apparently didn't watch him do it. Because <laughs> he's like, what are you doing? But all he says is, meet me in the mall. Yeah, This no, is a huge no mall. It'll be fine. Yeah, Probably. I could look like anything and be anywhere. But you'll <laughs> figure it out, I'm sure. Uh, and then meanwhile, at the sharing... We- <laughs> We have DJ Indifferent. He's uh, the, just a just scratching. The most apathetic DJ I've ever seen. It looks like he's holding a phone with his ear. He's not like he's listening to anything. He's just holding the phone and just moving a disc. It looks pretty dull. Like, yeah, they're it, not selling it very hard. It today. looks like a place you'd go like after school because your parents are still at work. <laughs> and it has like some chairs and old magazines and like a ping pong table. And they're like, here, hang out here. Be a latchkey kid here. A lot of disaffected youths. Yeah. Like your parents will be off soon. You just have to spend two hours here. You get like a Rice Krispie treat for your snack and that's it. It's a teenage daycare. Uh, but there's a room off to the side that Rachel asks about and Melissa says that's for the higher up people. Uh, we're not allowed in there. So Rachel does what she does best. She sneaks away and she decides to morph. And she, uh, somewhere in between yesterday and today, acquired a fly morph. That we don't actually see her morph into. She just, uh... I mean, that at least is sort of believable that she's just been out collecting morphs, which is what you would do. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Unless you're Cassie, then you just don't ever morph. Right. It's hard. Uh, and then Rachel morphs a fly and flies away. And we get fly vision. It's just shaky. And sort of blue. Yeah. And upside down. So we go back to the mall, and Marco's walking into a pet store... And Jake has morphed lizard again. Uh, it's a different lizard. It is though. a different lizard because they did the thing that I thought wasn't real, and now he's an iguana. But Wait, what? Did, what wasn't real? I forget what the word they used, but the thing that wasn't an anoli. Oh, the the skink. Skink. That's it. I thought you meant like none of this is real. No. Like, well, none of it is real. But you, I thought you were having like an existential thing about animorphs. No, that usually happens to me about twelve o'clock at night uh, <laughs> while <but> you're alone. <laughs> Marco deposits the lizard into a random empty tank and walks away, and no one notices him leave a lizard there. Yeah, I, I feel guess like I... somebody should be like, "Sir, you left a lizard here. No outside lizards, please." <laughs> yeah, this is a uh, this is really in bad form. <laughs> We cut back over to the sharing. Rachel has infiltrated the room. Which seems to just be like a kitchen or a... a I don't know. A utility room or something. Yeah, but they're, there's a bunch of controllers and they're discussing how they closed the year pool entrance in the school. And they're going to make a new one soon. Hopefully no one will die before that happens. It's like, maybe you should have built the new one first. Yeah. And then closed the old one. Or maybe had more than one entrance to begin with. But well, you, you know, you guys got it. You don't I guess. have when you have a tiny room. You don't have that many entrances options. I guess. Meanwhile, back at the mall, Marco walks up to a random security guard and shakes his hand, saying that we need more mall cops. He goes on later to write Paul Blart Mall Cop. Um, Marco does, yeah. or the cop, both. <laughs> they team it's up. Co-written. Uh, and Marco goes into a bathroom and checks all the stalls, and he is going to morph uh, the security guard. Hopefully, he acquired the DNA of his clothes, too. And his watch. Yeah. Uh, he Spoiler alert, he did. <laughs> apparently, that's how morphing works. But apparently, morphing people hurts? Or he's allergic to blackfellas. Or it doesn't. Sky. 
What? Heavens. What? You can be allergic to a morph, and maybe he's just allergic to black people. But I really don't understand why he can't just morph this guy. It does not make any sense. Like, there's you'd think no that, that would be the easiest morph in the yeah. world, because it's like, a slight shift. Your bones don't have to, like, completely rearrange. Right. They just maybe have to get a little bit bigger. Yeah. I mean, he's even male, so there's not even, like, a dramatic shift in organs. Right, yeah, his penis doesn't have to fall off. <laughs> Slurp up him to him like spaghetti. Yeah. There's uh, a muscly guy who walks into the pet store, and Jake sees him in Predator Vision, and he starts, the random guy starts asking random animals if it's an Andalite. He sure does. I don't know what to he's, say about he's this. He's not I being just... very surreptitious at all. He's just standing in the, in, the, in the store. He's just going, Andalite, show yourself. Holding the biggest duffel bag. And... The disc thingy is just exposed. They're not even it's just trying. Hanging out of a pocket. So Jake's like, "Hey Marco, we should do the thing that we were gonna do." Because apparently you can yell thought speech that far. I don't. Well, thing? we don't know how far away that bathroom is. I guess that's but true. It nothing makes sense. There's no sense of time or space or place in here. This mall is like super ambiguous. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the elevator later says floor six. So <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, but eventually. Jake starts talking to him, and then he sells out a parrot. He's like, he I'm the parrot. Him, he talks to him with thought speak. Yeah. Because iguanas can't talk. <laughs> it's true, but parrots can. Yeah. So Jake tells the controller to put the disc on the iguana tank. Don't think anything about that, and I'm the parrot. Yeah. The the guy just does it. No questions asked. I will say, surprisingly, this set like does look like a pet store. It must have been filmed in a, pe- a real pet store, because... Yeah. I feel like they wouldn't have gotten this that like detailed. Yeah, detailed and right. There is a lot of tanks. There are so many tanks. And like the right light bulbs and like the the, st- the shelves look stocked. Yeah. There's actually animals. <laughs> uh eventually a guy who works there comes up to uh, the controller guy and he's like, "What are you doing?" cuz he was starting to yell at the parrot. And the guy's like, "Well, I want to buy this parrot." The guy who works there says, "No, because that's the store mascot." And then Marco scoops up the lizard and leaves. Not enough stores have mascots. It's true. Toys R Us is going under. Or has gone under. They're working they, on it. They got a giraffe. Yeah, but not in the store. You can't walk in there and like pet a like, real-life giraffe. <laughs> so Marco successfully escapes the pet store, but while he's walking out, the security guard, who he talked to earlier, noticed that there was a lizard tail dangling from his pocket and asks Marco to return the lizard. He says no. And then he goes to hand it over, and Jake bikes, bites the security guard, and then Marco runs away. If you've forgotten Jake was the iguana, that's a funny sentence. <laughs> yeah. So we get a bunch of scenes of Marco running away from a security guard until he rounds a corner and morphed in front of, like, six people. Yeah, I guess. Like, Jake and, demorphed, Marco morphed in and, front of what looks and, to be a pager store. <laughs> and no one noticed. Marco goes rat and went into Jake's pocket. Luckily, they can morph their clothes, otherwise that would have been super awkward and very obvious. Yeah. Because if you just see a pile of random clothes, like, <laughs> well, maybe he got raptured. He's nude somewhere. Uh, also, he talks about the, the sunflower seeds in Jake's pocket, which means you can morph the things that are in your pocket yep. in and out of animal. I guess so. But uh, a van rolls up, and there's some controllers in there, and they're like, we can track that disc thing. Let's let's wait till they gather up and we'll do that. I mean, when the man came with the disc, I was like, well, he's someone's going to be watching where he leaves that disc, I'm sure. Right. But since it's a tracker, this makes more sense. Right. Also, uh, Jake could morph sunflower seeds, but Marco ditched the disc. Yeah, I don't understand. 
I guess they don't know. Of... They've it's like their third day, and they may not know all of the capacities. Yeah, I guess that's and true. And the writers are making this up as they go. <laughs> but... They read the first book. They got the gist <laughs> of it. They understand that they morph animals. Someone someone explained it to them. Uh, but Marco dropped it next to some trash, and wouldn't you know it, it got thrown away. Yeah, don't leave things next to a trash can and expect them not to be thrown away. <laughs> I would have probably ran into a music store or something, because that's where discs lived. Yeah, I guess. So, but the janitor is just tossing bags. He's got one left. He's a and, custodian, guy. And he... <laughs> Marco is like, hey, did you see a thing? And he's like, dude, I didn't look. I just threw it away. <laughs> he proceeds to say, yeah, I've thrown them all. And then he throws the last bag in there. In there. I know you're looking for a thing, but fuck you, kids. Um, as someone who deals in trash... And then goes about his day. Um, that is the fakest looking trash ever. It's so much... Shredded, shredded paper. paper, yeah. Like, this is a mall. There should be diapers and food. Yeah, it should mostly be food. It's a goddamn corridor of a mall where everyone walks. <laughs> like, no one is shredding paper and then dumping it in the mall trash can right in the middle. Yeah, and there should be, like, boxes and packing materials. Well, ideally, those go into a recycling thing. This is 95. Yeah, you're right. I mean, Captain Planet was probably out, but it didn't take its effect yet. They, what is that? They've got that big thing that squishes them all down. They might have one of those. Compactor? Yeah. <laughs> but it has a name, like a, for, I don't know. So Jake gets hungry and he wanders off. <laughs> yeah, Marco hops into the dumpster. Yeah. Jake decides that he's not going to help. Uh, and then, because this has turned into a farce, uh, the garbage pickup is apparently right now. No, this is absolutely a thing that would happen to the Animorphs in the book. <laughs> the worst thing always happens to them. True. Always. They... But they're usually morphed into something because that's what they do. Yeah. They're not just always people getting <laughs> shit on. Yeah, normally when it's the worst thing, it's like 30 or 40 Horc-Bajur that cut the hell out of them and they have to hold their organs in as they still fight. Yeah. Or uh, this is just him getting dumped into a dumpster. Or they get smashed on a plane or something. There's that also. Or their lobster's about to be cooked. <laughs> It's a lot more life and death is what we're getting at. Yeah, not just riding in a garbage Here, truck. Marco gets dumped into the, the trash part of the dump truck. Or not dump truck, of the garbage truck. And then the compactor starts going. And it looks like Marco's going to die. And then it cuts away. And then we never see what happens. But he's fine later. Okay, we don't see anything. Because I was like, I don't remember there being like a narrow escape or anything. Nope. Jake comes out holding uh, Marco's coat and some food. Or at least a drink. It's sloshing around like a drink. Yeah. You got a boba tea. <laughs> and he he puns on the thing. He's like, hey, Marco, how's it going? Marco? And then he notices the uh, the garbage truck pulling away. He looks in the trash thing. And nothing's in there. And he puts the pieces together. And then morphs into a dog. Maybe he throws on Marco's coat because Marco has it later. He doesn't. Yeah, I was going to ask you the same thing. Like, how's that coat get back to us later? But he morphs into a dog and chases the truck. And that's the end of what happens to them. Well, those, next time we see them, everything will be resolved. Uh, we cut back to the sharing, where Cassie's admiring a, a model ship. <laughs> and Tom comes over to bother her and Melissa. And he does a pitch about, you know, bringing Jake into the sharing or whatever. And uh, Rachel made it. Apparently, when we saw a controller smash a fly, that was not Rachel. It was some other fly. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, they make an excuse. And Tom gives them every look that Tom has is just unsettling. He's got a creepy smile. There's just something about him. He's got like the American psycho eyes. There's something off about him. But uh, Cassie and Rachel leave arm in arm, which is kind of cute. 
we cut back to the controllers in the van. They've got a projection of Visser 3, who's, again, only from the head up. <laughs> and he's just Easier to puppet. Yeah. Just got to move the antenna but around a bit. He just, like, declares, like, they must be together now. Yeah. For no, like, <laughs> that thing doesn't tell you that. It just tells you where it's at. Well, it's been long enough, I guess. I guess. Andalites have to hang out every three hours or they die. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the arcade, the Andalites' natural habitat, uh, <laughs> Jake and Marco are just there. How did Marco not get squished? Don't worry about it. Don't think about it. Sh- shut up. Uh, <laughs> even though Marco is filthy, they can't pinpoint where the smell is coming from. And Cass is oh, you smell bad. But he did get the disc back. Yay. Rachel takes it and she notices that the weight of the disc is different. Which, I mean, good for her. Yeah, that's incredibly attentive for her, because she probably only held it once because they kept losing the fucking thing. <laughs> now nah, they tossed it around a little before they put it in a computer. Yeah, but she would have had to have held it, like, once. There's no way that would have even gone in a computer, because there's no... I mean, it would have gone in there, it just wouldn't have spun, because there's no uh, hole. hole, yeah, to yeah. grab onto. But uh, the controllers uh, are in the mall. They've got this weird triangular dowsing rod thing. It's like a tablet, but it's triangular. And they're like f- foam menacingly walking around, like they're they're hunting them. But they chose the most ridiculous looking um, adults to play these yeah, roles, and they're they are, not threatening. There's a scene where they come up an escalator, and I just laughed. They look there's ridiculous. Just something about that lady's dragon shirt is <laughs> her her 1998 dragon shirt. Yeah, and that man's feathered hair. Yeah. <laughs> And that other man's tucked in uh, button-up shirt. Yeah, and their flashlight Dracon beams. But they just kick in a door uh, to the arcade, and, like, there should have been other kids there, right? Yeah, I mean, and Marco's coat's there still. I mean, it was skip day, apparently. Yeah, for some of them. Should have been, should have been more kids there. So they're walking around still holding the disc. They're not trying to hide it at all. And then Marco, there's <laughs> that shut. Uh, Marco and Jake have an idea to hide it, or... At least lose them, and uh, like they put, they take a cardboard cutout of a monster of some sort, and then they put it, the disc in its mouth, and they put it in the elevator. End of plan. Also, like, couldn't you just leave it somewhere? And yeah, you could away. Could have just put it on the top of the elevator, and then they wouldn't be able to find it. Or just set it down and walk away. Yeah, that would work too. Oh, also, that what I thought was the six might have been a G for ground floor. No. <laughs> On the elevator. That tracks. So. Uh, the controllers have been thwarted, and the children are safely at the mall. Yep. That's, I mean, you can't, Sky, you can't, you can't be the teenager in the mall. That's like their natural habitat or whatever. <laughs> uh, they won the day, I guess, except they lost the disc. But they didn't get murdered. they didn't murder. do anything. They That's didn't true. And nothing horrible murdered. happened to them. They yeah. didn't even get dismembered. And not even. I mean, most one of, of their them friends, didn't even have to morph. One of their friends is possibly dead, but yeah, but they don't seem to care that much. Yeah, well, I mean, they barely he liked new, him. So. Yeah, they don't even know his last name. <laughs> he can't tell them for some reason. They walk home. They walk past a baseball diamond that has nothing to do with the story. And uh, I, but like an abandoned baseball diamond because all the gloves and bats and balls are still there, but they're no children. Maybe they're taking a water break, and the coach is like, I don't want you kids hitting each other with ball bats, so drop all your stuff. <laughs> Set your stuff down, we're going to get an ice cream real quick, and we'll come back. And then we get, like, the closing shot is there's a hawk watching them as they walk away, and then the, the end. But, like, 
Is it Tobias? Is it a regular hawk? We'll never know. Is it that hawk from the last episode yeah. that was an unrelated that hawk? That was just a regular maybe? hawk. I don't know. This They live in hawk country. <laughs> it's a regular hawk jamboree around here. Yeah. Freaking hawk jamboree. Oh, boy. So. That's episode four. Yep. Nothing happened. Uh, that's fine. Jake. Huh? What? What was the most turtle-rific part? Ah. Uh, sheesh. Oh, for anybody new, um, you already, turtle-rific you is a thing. explained that. Yeah, but we're in a new season. Um, turtle-rific is a thing that carried over from our first season. It it means what it sounds like it would mean. It means something is turtle-rific. Sky, I don't understand what the, is hard to understand about turtle-rificness. Uh, geez, what is the most turtle-rific part? Nothing about this was particularly turtle-rific. <laughs> I'm going to go with um, that pet store. I really liked that the pet store looked like a pet store. <laughs> Do malls have pet stores? I don't know. Ours never did, but... Ours was a pretty shitty mall. No, ours was a good mall when it was built. It really took a turn there, like, three years in. Now it's just clothing stores. It's not even that. It's Anyway, we're not going to get into the politics of our mall, because... <laughs> Rent's too we, high. We don't, we don't have time. <laughs> uh, what did you say was the most turtle-rific part of uh... this program? I enjoyed that Cassie likes models. She really lo- enjoyed that model she ship. She did. Instead uh, of morphing and helping her friends, she just looked at a model ship. Indeed. A greedy bitch. <laughs> I don't know. That one's good, I guess. Cassie really liked models. I guess. Whatever. I don't know. I don't remember. What, I had I, I had a couple, and I can't remember what your, they are now. Your favorite was Tobias, question mark. Cause, was he Tobias? <laughs> no. Uh, hmm. Who would you say is the most likable character? Um, those those three controllers coming up the escalator. <laughs> uh, I rather enjoyed the uh, the pet store pet store oh, yeah. owner. That sassy like, pet store owner was good. You can't buy the parrot. <laughs> yeah. Even though that's probably a good sale. Parrots are expensive. Yeah, that thing was probably a couple hundred bucks. But he was just doing his job, and he was a decent actor. Yeah, those four lines he had. I bought him as a sassy pet store clerk. <laughs> yeah, who's just had enough. He's Too many just, teens. He's very well dressed for some reason. So, Jacob. Oh, yes. <laughs> what is your pop culture palate cleanser? Oh, your my PCPC. You just This is instead of existential crises in the middle of the night, you're just laying awake trying to think of things to say for this, aren't you? Uh, kind of. They're kind of one in the same this podcast and your existential crises. 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 Um, what have I been up to this week? Uh, you saw a movie. Well, I did see, I saw a Wrinkle in Time. It was okay. <laughs> um, that's about all you can say. It wasn't bad, but, you know, I saw it, and that's probably the last time I'll ever see it. We, uh, I, I was telling Sky about uh, Star Wars Forces of Destiny, which he had never seen. They're just a bunch of short Star Wars cartoons on the internet. Uh, they're all on YouTube. Season 2 came out at the beginning of this week or the end of last week or something. Um, but those are pretty good. Um, you know, if you want to watch uh, some fun little this thing happened in between this, you get to find out where Leia gets her Bausch costume and stuff like that. <laughs> um, and then there was one more thing. Oh, I started watching Good Girls. Sky, you should watch Good Girls. You'll like it. It's got May uh, Whitman. And Retta, and the lady from Mad Men, and Rickety Cricket, and uh, a really Christina Hendricks. Yes, 
Okay, I have seen stuff for that. I just couldn't remember the name yeah. of the show. Yeah, and it's got um, it's got Matthew Lillard, and he looks so old. Who's Matthew Lillard? He's Shaggy from Scooby Doo. The live action one. Yeah, okay. he's also the one of the killers in um, Scream, the first one. Spoiler <laughs> spoiler alert for that movie from 1995. If you haven't seen it, um. <laughs> It might be from 1997. I don't know. Anyway, uh, that show is extremely good, and I watched all the four episodes because I didn't realize it had started. Um, but it's very formulaic, uh, but in the way that like sucks you in, and at the end of each episode, you go, but no! Oh, no! <laughs> so then I, now I have to wait for the rest of it. But it, uh, you should watch it. You'll like it. you like sassy women. That's true. Mae Whitman is very sassy in it. She is. She played Katara and April O'Neil. I don't know what you're Maybe. saying, but um, Maybe. I don't know what April O'Neil is, Sky. <laughs> Liar. <laughs> I'll kill you. She's also a Scott Pilgrims. It's true. She got punched in the boob. She that's, didn't like it. That's true. Shouldn't She's also that. the Duff. That's the designated fat friend? The designated ugly fat friend. Oh, I forgot. Which is hard to buy. Yeah, she's a very pretty young lady. I suppose she's our age. <laughs> uh, she, I think she's younger than us. I mean, not like by a lot. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just, just edit that confusion out. Nah. Sky, what is your pop catch or plow cleanser? <laughs> I, I can't saw... say it. <laughs> I went and saw Pacific Rim Uprising. Was it as good as you hoped? No. Was... But it did have Giant Boyega in it. And, and Charlie Day? Charming. And Charlie Day. It, I, it was a lot better than I expected, but it goes in the pile of movies that didn't really need a sequel, like The Hangover and Pitch Perfect. I'm sorry, The Hangover 2 is a masterpiece, and so is Pit Perfect 3. You didn't see 3. I didn't see 3 of anything. I've never seen all of any Pitch Perfect, uh, let alone the third one. Pitch Perfect's great, but uh, the sequel was basically the same movie. I certainly haven't, I haven't seen, seen that. Three. Um, but it was fine. Like I didn't expect the villain to be who it was. Was it John Boyega? <laughs> no. Um, was it Idris Elba? No, he's also dead. I can't remember anyone else who was in that movie. But there is a scene where the kaiju um, become one big, massive kaiju, which is pretty cool. Um, I also watched um, Game Over for Game Over Bro. Or It's Game Over. I don't know. The the guys from Workaholics did a movie. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I I didn't see it, but I saw that it existed. Yeah, and uh, it was was pretty good. it's a, it's you know when uh, Pineapple Express came out and they're like it's a, it's a drug fueled action comedy. <laughs> it's similar to that, um, but you get to see Adam Devine's dick a lot more than you'd think. I mean, you, you, you get to. <laughs> well, I got to. I it's already happened. Also, uh, my three D printer uh, was fixed, so I, I can three D print stuff. So I've been looking into new stuff for me to three D print. Ooh. I don't have a 3D printer, but I was also looking at things for Sky 3D print. So <laughs> yeah, I had it. I I bought it for me for Christmas, and then it broke. <laughs> nothing. Nothing is better everything than everything in my life came crashing down. Nothing is better than the Christmas present you bought yourself. Yeah, I know exactly what I want. And you're always out shopping for other people, so you see all the things. <laughs> yeah, and now I can just make stuff for me. Actually, I need to learn 3D modeling, but but you know, we'll just, get into that. Yeah. But I think that's it. The Poe Dameron comic, the next one that comes out, is uh, they've they started before The Force Awakens, and they've 
reached the point in the story where it's the Force Awakens, oh, yeah. so they're just going to tell the whole movie from Poe Dameron's point of view, huh. which is pretty cool. I like that idea. Um, I mean, you can't, and then like the next day is the Last Jedi, and we pretty much see all of that from Poe's point of view. So I'm not sure how that will go, but you know, whatever. <laughs> It'll be fun. It comes out on Tuesday. It's the same day that the Roseanne um, reboot revival. What a rich day for you. I'm super stoked. Something else happens that day, but I can't remember what. Colonoscopy. Colonoscopy. Wait. <gasps> I don't have to work on Tuesday night. I can watch it when it happens. Roseanne, not the colonoscopy. <laughs> you can do both. <laughs> Stuck to your doctor. Who knows? It might be terrible. It might be like watching a colonoscopy. <laughs> well, the Sex of the City, again cast i was gonna say reboot what are you talking about they brought not sex in the city uh the will and grace they brought back (laughs) and i bet it's the exact same i I mean that was shrill then and it's shrill now it's the fucking worst uh we've been rambling on it for a while it's kind of a short episode sky it's gonna whittle down real fast sky who cares people this is what they want they want to get to our hearts (laughs) sky they want to they want to let us into their homes into their lives each and every week is that right? They want a little bit of animals, and the they weeks. want a little bit of Jake, and they want a little bit of Sky. Sometimes they want dog sounds. <laughs> we I, give them plenty. I hope that his snoring is getting picked up. I hope so, too. I took his collar off so he wouldn't make sounds, and he went right to sleep. <laughs> oh, I got knew him that he couldn't go into the kitchen and stomp around. <laughs> I got him real wound up earlier and tuckered him out. That's the problem. But I think that'll do it for us this week. <laughs> we just put her out. Next week is episode five. It's called Between Friends. That d- We did it. We're done. It's over. Uh, you can follow the show. Oh, yeah. Do all that. It's not That's over. Fuck me. Failed Pop Culture with no E at the end. You can email the show at popculturefailure at gmail.com. You can follow me at Sandwich Surplus. I'm at Midwest Love Affair. You can follow the dog at otis.dog.otis on, on Instagram. Thanks. The dog already has more followers than I do. <laughs> dogs are cuter but yeah that'll do it we'll see you guys next week uh bye bye i like that you started promoting the dog's instagram why wouldn't i